What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode 27 of Headstrong. Everybody who is here and listening, thank you guys so much for your constant support on this podcast. I truly appreciate every single one of you so, so much. Do me one favor, and I will remind you at the end again, if you guys have not given this podcast a review, go down below, give it a five-star review, and if you could do a written review, I would really, really freaking appreciate it, man. It helps this podcast grow. It really ignites my fire to keep bringing them more and more and more to you guys. So if you could just do me one little favor, take two minutes and, and do that, that would be very, very great. Happy to announce that we have a third sponsor of this podcast now, Mega Fit Meals. You can use code NK and get your meal prep needs. My God, I got to be honest, since I started using these guys, it's been a week and the amount of time I have in my day-to-day just from having my meals already preset for me, tracked in my fitness pal, good to go. It's absolutely ridiculous. So check them out if you guys want to. So what I want to talk to you about, what what I want to talk about on this podcast here is, is kind of a little bit of everything. And the main premise here is us adapting the we mindset instead of the I mindset. Because this is, this is in, in truth, this is my number one rule to achieving greatness, right? One is too small a number to achieve greatness. So when we have this lone wolf mentality, we kind of convince ourselves that we don't need other people or that asking for help makes us weak. That's where we show our true weakness because asking help from others doesn't make us weak. Asking help from others shows, hey, I see the problem. Now I know I need help to fix the problem. Because when we we look at things from that perspective, there's so much strength in numbers. We can be the ones to identify a problem, but we need other people along the way. And this will go into to literally anything, anything. One is too small a number to achieve greatness. If you get caught in this paradox of thinking that you have to do things on your own, and then if you ask for help, you're weak or you're annoying or, you know, you're, you're putting, um, shoot, what can I think of the word? You're being an inconvenience for people. Sorry, that's that's what it was. You're being an inconvenience for people. You, you got it all wrong, right? The purpose of life is literally adding values to other. That's a good quality life. When we can wake up every morning and say, who am I going to add value to today? And then before bed, we look back and say, who did I add value today? Our intentions for the day completely change. And we come at life from a, from a viewpoint of just serving other people. And I got to be honest, I, I can't think of a life more fulfilling than knowing every day that you added value and served at least somebody. Because like we talked about in another podcast, that just compounds, right? Because then that person will do to another and then that person will do to another. And it just multiplies down the chain, right? Down the waterfall. So <clears throat> I, I think where I kind of want to go with this is, is turning this into how can we adapt the we mentality to become better leaders in our life around all the other people to it, right? Um, and I think a lot of times we go through life with a set plan. Somebody asked me on a Q&A on Instagram, can, can fate and free will coexist? And absolutely it can. Absolutely it can. Because I think fate is your predetermined path in this life. I think we're all born and there, there's a predetermined, okay, if, if nothing happens, this is what's going to happen. A to Z, right? We know the alphabet, A, B, C, D, E, all the way to Z. We know that. That's predetermined. However... If we decide to rewrite the alphabet a completely different way, are we still getting the exact same end goal, right? Are we still ending at Z? Absolutely. 
who cares whatever whatever else is in the middle right if you start at a and end at z and you had all the other letters in between you're still at the same starting point you're still at the same the same end goal now if we decide hey i don't want z to be at the end of the alphabet then we put p there guess what your your free will just changed your fate but fate was still there in the first place and thus your free will desire to change your fate ended up being your fate so it ends up being this paradox where your fate is predetermined, but you developing your free will over time, is it ends up being a part of your fate because your fate was to develop free will to change your predetermined fate. <laughs> kind of a crazy paradox to think about. And that was something that really made me ponder for a little bit when I got that question answered. But I, I, I really like my answer there. And I, I really agree with that to the highest degree. So going through life saying I have to do everything on my own, this is a me thing, this is a me problem, this is an I solution, it's just, it's just ignorant. It's just ignorant. You see, because all, there's a great, great quote, I can't remember who said it, he said, all coaches have a plan going into the, going into the game. Great coaches make adjustments at halftime. Because what we know here is that we, we can have the best plan in the world. For a game, let's just use let's use football for an example, right? We can have the best game plan in the world, but if the team ends up, you know, kicking our ass a couple of things, or some things end up not working the way that we wanted them to, which is life. Instead of saying, "All right, nope, this was the plan I made. I have to stick to it," we go in the locker room at halftime. We go, "Okay, this was our plan. We're throwing this out the window. It's not working. Here's what we're doing instead." Then we end up winning the game that our original plan was meant to do in the first place, right? So the fate of the plan was to win the game. But we had to make adjustments at halftime. We still ended up winning the game. Thus, the fate of the plan manifested by us using our own free will based off what we observed and understanding that it's a team effort, not an I effort. So when it comes to leadership in this, right, I think a lot of people contradict themselves and they start thinking too much into the future. And then you're guilty of it and I'm guilty of it, right? We focus way too much on the future. I have a lot of interest in today. I don't have much interest in the future. I've got, I've got a lot more interest in today. Uh, because the thing, and another quote here, I'm, I'm going to just unload quotes on you guys, is it's not what you're going to do. It's what you're doing that matters. We can sit here all, all day and say, hey, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. That's great. What are you doing? And we're seeing this a lot in this day right now with, with politicians and presidents and, and elections and all this stuff. So these people saying, here's what we're going to do. And everyone's like, I don't give a fuck. What, what are you doing right now? And that's the important question. And that's the, that's the question that pretty much everything falls under. Are you building a team right now? Or are you still lone wolf mentality right now? Are you I mentality or are you we mentality? That's what's going on right now. Not, oh, I want to get through this on my own and then I'll start having other people help me. No, because when we adopt that mentality, that's what you're doing right now and that's what you're going to continue to be doing because that's going to become your reality. You're going to be stuck there in an eye, in an eye situation. And guess what? The only way to go with an I mentality is down. You're not going up. You may go up for a little bit, but you're going to immediately fall right back down and you're going to get left in the dust by everybody adopting the we mentality. See, because I, I think self-awareness is another huge part of this. And we need other people to create or to have self-awareness. There's nobody on the planet who is fucking this self-aware, right? We all have egos. 
we all see things through a certain scope around us, right? The ego, the ego has to make sense of things through patterns and logic and past experiences. And, you know, that, that's what we end up knowing to be true because your ego's goal is to protect you. A lot of people think, oh, you have an ego, you're self-centered. Now that may be true, but the ego actually sets you off from a lot more things and it's a lot more complex than that. And we really have to understand ego before we can understand how to get rid of the ego. Your ego is where your fears manifest. You're, and I'm doing a podcast with this, um, with a, with my first, my second guest ever on this podcast is coming up for this next podcast. Stay tuned. We're going to dive really, really deep into spirituality and I'm really, really excited for it. Um, but, but becoming self-aware, you need people to be self-aware. You need people to create your own awareness. Asking people, what's it like to be on the other side of me? Allows them to give you their realistic answer and you become more self-aware because you see, you cannot fix what you are unaware of. And in order to be good leaders, we have to be able to fix things in ourselves in order to lead people better, in order to adopt that we mentality. You can't have a we mentality until you've mastered I, right? And I don't think you're ever going to master yourself, but you need to have other people in order to prolong that or, or to get you further into mastering yourself. And this, there's a lot of open-mindedness that has to come with this and a lot of ego checking that has to come with this. You need people to create awareness, I'm going to say this one again. You cannot fix what you are unaware of. And we see this a lot, or I should say, I see this a lot in the current online coaching space. And I really have started to have a bad taste in my mouth from it. I see a lot of people um, going going at it full force on social media about how, you know, they know pretty much fluffing their feathers like they know absolutely everything there is to know. They're so full of knowledge and they're the best and, you know, nobody compares and they'll fuck anybody up who comes near us and, you know, things like that. And that's a very, that's just not, the, I'm not going to say it's wrong. It's just not the way I choose to perceive the world. It's not the way I choose to perceive the online coaching space. Because I think when we can, <clears throat> when we can paint problems in the real world as all of us versus the problem or all of us versus the, the, the task at hand instead of me, me versus you who's going to get to this pinnacle first. I mean, when we, when we adopt the first part of that, it becomes so much easier and it becomes so much smoother and there's so much heightened levels of success, right? It's like the online coaching space, people, people think that they have all this knowledge and that makes them above everybody. And, and quite frankly, I think what we have to realize is knowledge does not equal wisdom. You can read a book and memorize it. That's knowledge. Wisdom is knowing what to do with it and how to how to lift as many people up as possible with it. Knowledge does not equal wisdom. And I think that's a very lost concept in this day and age, especially with social media, because it, it turns into, hey, here's what I know and this is why I'm superior, instead of this is how much I care. Now here's how much I know, so let me help everybody. Because another quote here, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And it's, there's been a reverse lately. There's a lot of I mentality instead of we mentality. And people think the we mentality just goes as far as, well, I have created my team. So that's the we. No, the we is everybody. It really is. The only competition that's created in this world is ego driven. 
there is quite literally no competition if you choose to view it that way. And I mean, I get people who DM me all the time. They're like, dude, don't you have a clothing company? And you know, you, I just posted, my, my friend started a company called Motive Brand. And if you guys haven't checked out Motive, M-O-D-I-V, it's an incredible fitness brand. I mean, it, it really is. And it, it really, it might end up being like kind of like the new Lulu. Their stuff really reminds me of Lululemon just in the feel and the vibe and all that. So like I'm plugging them very hard right now because me doing that does not take away from impact. It doesn't take away from my company. Somebody else's success does not take away from my success. Their success can be a catalyst for my success. Everybody can do this. Anybody can do this. So I think the next time that you start feeling that ego-driven thought process of, I don't want to help this person because I want to get ahead of them, I really... I I really implore you to pause with that thought and say, interesting, why am I thinking like this? Why am I being so immature, right? Because immaturity, the I mentality, immaturity sees only from your perspective. That's immaturity. A very, very small worldview because it's only about us. It's only about me. It's only about you, right? That's immaturity. Whereas when we turn into a leader, our view of the world has to expand because we have to help our people expand their picture as well. We have to focus on everybody. That's the difference between being an immature I mentality and being the leader of a we mentality. Small worldview only about ourselves compared to a large worldview where our focus is on everybody. Because, and I think, I truly think the difference between being successful and being unsuccessful is the way that you think. Anybody can make money. That's not success. And and actually, I should change this. Instead of successful and unsuccessful, I should say significant or unsignificant. People confuse. People are like, how do you be successful? How do you be successful? How do you be successful? I just want to be successful. Well, the less I focused on being successful, on myself being successful, and the more I focused on myself having significance for everybody that I uh, that I come into contact with, my success took care of itself. So I think when we when we have the I mentality, we're focusing on success. When we have the we mentality, we're focusing on significance. And when we focus on significance, success is a very easy byproduct of that because you cannot truly have success until you have significance. And that is something that I know to be true because it's been tested. I I put my full faith in that. I put my full faith in that. So how do we start doing this? Action. You just have to take action. And you're sitting here right now listening to this podcast, listening to it and going, yeah, that all sounds incredible. I have to have a we mentality. I have to build a team. I have to have have others help me. And you're not going to do it. Right? You're going to be motivated for 20 minutes after you listen to this podcast. You're going to go into the gym and be like, man, I feel great. Ah, deep breath. The world's amazing. And then you're going to hop on social media. You're going to see something you don't like. And then all these all these that we just talked about, it's going to be gone. And you're going to be flooded with negatives again. You see, And then you're not going to take action. Because what happens here is you have intention to take action. But then you don't actually take action. And thus... You get stuck right back where you started. 
And I think a lot of people wait too long for things to be perfect, right? This is still adopting the I mentality. I don't want to do it until it's perfect. Well, what about everybody else who's waiting for somebody to do this, even if it's 10% effective, and then they can build it up from there? We have a duty to everybody else around us to help them, to add value to them. And if we, if we basically hold out on our ideas and our ability to help people, our ability to lead others in our life, we're, we're, we're failing. Because the smallest action is more effective than the largest intention. The smallest action. You can sit here and tell me that you want to change the world. You can tell me you want to open up a, a school that is, you know, that can orphan 500,000 children. That's an amazing intention. But guess what? That one person who said, I'm going to go buy a lunch and give it to a homeless guy on the street right now. That one small intention has now overrided your greatest intention. I'm sorry, that, that small action has now overrided your greatest intention because action was had. It might not have changed the world, but it changed, it changed the day for that person that got the apple. And when we, can, when we can see the beauty and the strength in that and just taking the smallest actions every day to start adopting the we mentality, it's a, it's a, that's, that's a pandemic right there. That'll spread faster than COVID ever did and it'll last longer than COVID ever will. And it all starts with that one, one tiny little action. One more quote to finish off here is most people accept their lives. Very few lead their lives. And I think that's something that is so powerful. Most people accept their lives. They do not lead their lives. When we take action, when we use our free will to change our fate, when we look around us and we don't like what we see and we, we say, I'm, I'm done thinking about myself. Everybody else needs, needs more of me. Everything starts changing. There's no competition, right? Somebody can, somebody can come at me. Somebody can, somebody can steal our designs of impact. I've seen it already. And people send them to me. And they're like, oh my God. And I've, I mean, I've had other companies uh, blow blast me saying that I stole a, a sports bra two years ago when it was just a sports bra from Alibaba. <laughs> um, I don't care. Because it's not about that. It's not about defense. My, my job is not to defend. My job is to create. And that's what I'll keep doing. And when we can just be that catalyst for change, when we can be that catalyst for creation and we can get away from the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, from the competition mindset, right? Com competitive, ego-driven, that's an I mentality. Smoke and mirrors are very aggressive on social media. You'll see people and you'll think you're a lot, they're a lot successful and they actually are. Okay? Don't let that fool you. Just create. Your job is never to defend. Your job is always to create. And when we can shift our focus to that, I think your entire worldview changes.